Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Impeachment, American Crime Story. We're here today to talk about episode two. The president kissed me. Hi, Gina. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great. The president kissed me. (laughs) (laughs) The president kissed... Mom, wake up. Wake up. (laughs) The president kissed me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That was something else. Um, Well, thanks, everyone, for downloading. Thanks for listening. Uh, You can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. You can also email us at DVRpodcast at gmail.com. We've got this feed up on... A bunch of places um, you can find impeachment, also Daily DVR as well. And you can also join us on the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash DVR, where you get tons of good stuff. And actually this week, I also started a new feed for my first ever show, Lost Mythos. Restarted the feed because we're coming to the end of dropping all of those on the Patreon. So you can go out and get the first ever episode of Lost Mythos right now if you are interested. But we're not talking about Lost today. We're talking about something that was found, a little love story here, because that's really what this episode is, is about kind of Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and how it began, how it continued There's a lot of jumping back and forth between the present day, uh, in our story at least, the present day, which is with Monica at the Department of Defense and a year or so earlier when their interactions first began. What did you think of this episode, Gina? I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with this is a love story because if you just take all the interactions between Bill and Monica in this episode and you didn't know anything about the fact that he was married or president well I mean it comes out he's president but you know (laughs) if if you're just looking at two people kind of flirting from afar then the total first meeting they have it's like a total meet cute right like what Hollywood movies are made of I mean, these two people are crushing on each other hard. There's definite attraction, super Google eyes. Like they just look at each other like, oh, you're the best. And, um, you know, they are like falling in love. It's it's Mm -hmm. very much how 
like you remember like even like look looking back on your own relationships like there was certainly a time where you like have that hard crush on someone and it's kind of mutual and it's this flirtation and you, you know you kind of think about oh what am I gonna wear when I see him next time or you know what am I gonna say to her and it's I mean it's all this it's like it's it's like a high school romance basically it, it really is and I that's what I really enjoyed about this episode. And that's why I love Ryan Murphy. And I think that there's not a lot of people who would, they, they went for it and they, they didn't, they didn't try to um, kind of comment on it while it was happening, you know, and they just showed how she felt. We have really more so from her perspective, of course. She's a part yeah. of the show, and that's what we're watching. He is the object of desire that pops in and out. But when he is there, it there's definitely, there's not any of the person we see Paula Jones talk about, right? Right. And there is not any of the person we see... Um, uh, who is it, Ann Coulter or any of these other people talking about um, during the show either, we see a guy who is kind of like almost lured in by her in a lot of ways, you know? Not that, like you're saying, if you separate the fact that he's the most powerful man in the universe and also an age difference, she's an intern and where he is the boss, when you when you're kind of like seeing just their interactions from her perspective, she is definitely very flirt. I mean, showing the little underwear, right? <laughs> I forgot about that um, part. Oh my god, that was kind of hot. Like I said to my wife, like <laughs> that is very hot, you know. And when she's describing their interact, like talking to Linda about how hot it is, I'm like, yo, it is. Like they are it, really, I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definite chemistry yes. and, and it's not, you know, it's so funny because I don't even think about the age difference and, and I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm older now and age really doesn't, the difference doesn't mean that much. And I'm trying to think back to kind of how I felt about it when it was all happening um, I don't even think it would have been that big a dif that big a difference with him then because it's Bill Clinton and he's so charismatic and, and you know if, even if he's not president I mean that guy just talks and draws you in yeah. right and because he's not the best looking guy around he's he's got something <laughs> going on but he's actually worse I was saying to him don't you think that. The way they did the makeup on Clive Owen, he's like worse looking than Bill Clinton was. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that's a coin toss. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I, I don't know. It's just it so much slips away. Like a lot of the fact that he's president, that he's married, that he's older, that she's young, that she's naive. It really is all about this connection yep. they have. And and you know what? I think he's lonely as well. And, you know, I don't know, you know, we don't know the intricacies of Bill and Hillary's marriage and 
um, you know, it does seem to be a partnership, maybe more than like a true love match to bring in a bit of Bridgerton. But, um, you know, I just, I just, and you know, and he just kind of feels lonely, you know, he feels lonely. He does. He does. Well, I think that that's, that's the, um, in other portrayals of Bill Clinton in film and TV, I think that that kind of like little bit of hound dog eyes, little bit of sad guy, you know, I mean like those famous pit, he was a good crier, you know, like yeah, in public, right? emotional, very emotional. heartfelt. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that was part of the lure. And again, we are seeing this from almost a frenzied perspective of Monica Lewinsky. And I mean, quite towards the end of the episode, when she's trying to working with Linda to get back into his good graces and see him again, it's very frenzied and, and, and high tension where we don't really know. We can only guess, right. If she's telling the truth that he's sitting by himself in that, you know, in that hotel right. room. Well, he's probably got well, a couple other ladies similar <laughs> to her. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's yeah. what I don't yeah. know, though, right? Like, I don't, it's so hard to know what to believe, but there's obviously so many other women that have come forth that True. had experiences with him. But overall, I was happy, like I said in the first episode where she says, let her fucking watch or whatever, right? Like, I want her to Mm -hmm. watch this. That Monica Lewinsky was not a shrinking violet who was just totally in awe and didn't even know how to talk. No, she went and stood for five hours to see him. She she had a plan and her plan was, I want to get with this guy. And Mm -hmm. she was smart and she did it. And it also didn't, it didn't hurt that, Obviously, he was attracted to her, right? Like, she right. didn't lure him in. It was a mutual thing. And I think that's what I, I'm, that's, that had always been my understanding of things. Yeah. Um, and well, I'm, and yeah, I mean, and, you know, we, we, he has a reputation as a dog, right? You know, that he's pressing all sorts of women up against walls and, and kissing them. And I mean, I definitely think, and this kind of goes back to the loneliness, he, he needs a lot of attention and some men just need more attention than others. And to get it, sometimes this is what they do with other women. Um, does he have others like her where he's calling on them on the phone regularly, Mm, where he's buying them gifts that is a question mark. Um, and I think it's a good question mark because I think it would be hard for him to get through. We, we know he had kind of a thing with Jennifer Flowers and maybe maybe she was special too. But I have a feeling he only had he's only had a couple maybe on the side that were actually special. Um, you just don't know because if it was really if yeah. it worked out, we'd never know. Right. And I, and I, I think that besides Paula Jones, who seems to be the portrayed in this show, and as is said later on, you know, her head is full of rocks or something like that. Right. 
I think oh, that's yeah. what Susie McMillan says about her. She's she's sweet, but dumb as a rock, though. Like yes. the other women seem to be. I mean, like Jennifer Flowers seemed to be intelligent. You know, she there there was. It's it. That's a that's like kind of the debate I was having with my wife. Did do you think that? Where if you look at this from the other perspective and we say, hey, look, no, this was totally wrong. He was president of the United States. He should have known better. She's an intern. She's 20 something years younger. Just the way she he, he knows what kind of power he has. This is irresponsible. Right. And was he preying on her because of these reasons? We're seeing it one way. It is a lot of other people see it the other way. But I seem, but since she's involved, it's hard to know. But I mean, my feeling was, I don't think Bill Clinton was predatory in the women that he chose. He liked strong women. Yeah. Well, and I don't think, you know, I do think this was a relationship and that he didn't, you know, take advantage of an intern. I mean, he, she had an affair with a married man before. She, when she was in college, she was having an affair with her former high school drama teacher for most of the time she was in college. Um, so this wasn't her first rodeo either. You know, she, she knew how to work the, the, this is why I always dated Jewish girls, Gina. This is why I, (laughs) (laughs) because they always had a married man on the the side. No, they don't have the (laughs) hangups. I don't have the hangups of the little Catholic girls. You know what I'm You know what? About. That is very true as a former Catholic girl. Yeah. It took hey. me a long time to get rid of a lot of I, my hangups. I know. I was a Catholic boy. That's what I'm saying. I know from experience. Oh. Like, but I like that they they play they were they they kind of this episode uh, had a little bit more of that too of of her talking a little bit about we learn more about Monica and mm-hmm. who how she sees herself and there they had a little talk about it you know too and and when when they have that little um when she's brought into the oval office and then back through and they have a little conversation the way that she kind of comes on to him is very strong and he comes right back at her it's like they're mm-hmm. I mean, it's like kind of like they're a team, right? Like you would yeah. see from a relationship. And that's what I mean in that. I think that he he liked stronger women. And I think it seems to me that he appreciated that in her. And maybe yeah. you're right that she was more special, um, which is what Linda Tripp actually says too, right? Like he sent you away because he likes you, not because he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think it even starts from that first, the first time, you know, the, the shutdown when, um, she's in that, she's in an office and he kind of sees her there and, and, you know, the meet cute as I called it, but she's very direct and says, you know, he's like, Oh, I like your sweater. And I'm like, yeah, because her boobs look amazing in it. Um, and, and she's like, I have a huge crush on you. And he's like, oh, that's very flattering, which, you know, I, I think that was a pretty controlled response, but 
she was super direct. Like, I don't, you know, if I was in that position and yeah, half the women I know had a crush on Bill Clinton when he was president in office, um, for a variety of different reasons, but I don't know if any, you know, many of them would would have had the guts to be like, Oh yeah, I have a crush on you, dude. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty ballsy. I don't know if I've ever really been able to tell too many people I've had a crush on them when I did. Yeah. She, had, um, she was very, she was confident. Yes. Yeah. She's very confident. Um, you know, and he was very complimentary, like tells her that she's beautiful. She lights up the room. She makes his day better when he sees her. He calls her. And I think that's something that's very, I mean, this is before we had, you know, magic phones where we could text message people, but he mm-hmm. calls her regularly yeah. after she leaves the White House. And maybe even before, uh, we haven't really seen that part of it, but she offers up, Oh, you could call me. Well, what if your mom answers? I have my own line. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was great too. Mm-hmm. That was so cute. Yeah. She, she is something, I mean, you know, like it, it her, the, it's very attractive, the confidence that she has and that kind of duality that she possesses where she is young and cute and impressionable and intern, but then she can turn it on can be something that is, you do have to question at a younger age, how real that is, right? If we're, if she is acting a part, but as you say, her his her history speaks to being in situations that are maybe more advanced than other people for her age mm-hmm. when it comes to dating. But then again, we, I, I don't know about the first, the affair that you're talking about. Um, oh, I, I put a little link okay. to an article about it in these notes because someone, when I mentioned, oh, I'm podcasting about this and she got very anti-Monica, like, well, did she ever, should she ever apologize to Hillary? And she had an affair with a married man before, which I hadn't really remembered, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I think it was like a teacher of hers. But, but, you know, you mentioned this insane confidence she has, um, and how she can turn it on and off. And I feel this, this, it's the same way with Bill Clinton as well. You know, we see him in some quieter moments, like he's playing solitaire before his radio address, very old school with a deck of cards, Um, you know, and I think he's someone that can turn it on and off, Um, you know, and I think sometimes the more confidence someone exudes to the masses or in certain situations there's always a, another side to that too, where there's a super vulnerable point in that person um, that they're masking really well. Uh, but I think, yes. Yeah. But I think in that way, these two are also very well matched. And I think maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes you see the things about yourself and other people and it's either completely attractive or it's completely repulsive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think, um, I think they, they see each, they see each other and one another and it's, completely attractive to them yeah. i mean you know and she's beautiful i mean she's uh, monica Lewinsky is still super attractive she was super cute when she was young yeah um 
you know, so. It makes you think. It makes you think. What president was that that, um, no, his, was it Polk or something that his wife died in office and he actually did like date different women and have, and then he got married. But um, imagine if like Bill had like left Hillary and married Monica Lewinsky while in office and you think about it and I'm like, in in some alternate reality, she would have been a great first lady. Like yeah. she told I, you're exactly yeah. right. She has such charisma and mm-hmm. the the one liners, um, you know, and also the ability to express just her eye. She has such big eyes. The emotion draws people in perhaps in a way that Hillary had some issues with, right? Though, we know that there's a lot more involved than that, which we get into with the show, which is like people constantly out to get them. You don't know how well Monica, yeah. I mean, obviously that she gets it, she's going to full scale become mm-hmm. involved in that as this, as we go on. Cause we're seeing now, you know, the halcyon days of their love affair and some of the things you had in the notes I wanted to mention, cause I just think it's so interesting. I remember hearing of little things like there was a radio address, and if you listen, he kind of says hello to her or something, right? Like, and then it's in the show, and it's here. And the way um, the hug you mention after the reelection. Yes, we're all very familiar with that image. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and, and what? great acting too because the way she looks at him where he kind of rubs up against her and she kind of pull she kind of moves into it a little bit yeah you know? that's very, that's, <laughs> that is two people that have a more intimate yeah. knowledge of yeah. each other yeah. i'm sorry that's not just the president being handsy yeah. um <laughs> and huggy um and then you know when she that radio address when he brings her back afterwards you know linda's very much like well how do you know like you know you'll be alone with him and she's like oh i know you know like this won't be the first time lady um when he has gifts for her and one is the hat pin because he thinks the hats she wears she looks so cute in them which i mean that's just, that's like what a boyfriend does. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And then the Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass, the copy of that, I mean, that's very personal gift. It looked like it might've been a like super rare edition of it. And um, just kind of the way he talked about why he wanted to be alone and how when he saw it, he thought of her the first thing. And it's just, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, that's a relationship. I'm sorry. That's like two people in love who are courting, who have a really strong emotional connection, regardless of anything they've done physically. And, you know, in the workplace, I hate to say this to like people that work in office settings, well, maybe in former traditional office settings, but there are a lot of emotional affairs that happen in the workplace that might not <clears throat> ever become physical but you know people joke about the work wife and the work husband yeah i hate to say it but a lot of times that's a very serious emotional relationship that spouses will just never understand 
um, because they're getting a certain level of attention that they're not getting at home or praise or something. It's, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of psychology behind it, but, but it happens. I've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're talking about needing that comfort and that praise at some point in time, her mom is, her mom's there, but doesn't seem to be there a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems like she does feel very alone, Monica, much like you were saying Bill Clinton feels very alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and we had talked last episode about kind of the fishbowl of DC, you know, being thrust together. So there's something to be said for the situation when we were talking about taking it out of that situation and just looking at it as two people who have feelings for each other. But mm-hmm. if you take that out and look at it the other way, it still kind of thrusts people together. Like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. where, where people feel that. And then she gets that with Linda as well. Yeah. Where they, there, these are, I mean, the people that we're seeing in this show, they are not a lot of happy people here. You know, that's something right. I was thinking about. It's not like they're all very fulfilled. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're looking for something and they need something. I mean, many people are in the world, but yeah. um, in particular, uh, like you're saying, like he he says, I like to just hide out back here, you know? And <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, you get the impression people say that about, and after having Trumpolina for four years and all the weird stories of him, like <laughs> eating freaking McDonald's at three o'clock in the morning, watching reruns of MSNBC and commenting on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's sad. You know, like that's really, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, while, you, while his wife is sleeping in the other room, like all the way down, it remind me of, uh, the Netflix show. With, um, <laughs> House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. <laughs> Where they have like the, the opposite of w- wings. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, the way they portrayed this whole thing is just really great. And the acting is great. I was surprised. I was, um, I liked Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. What did you think of his uh, portrayal? He's, he's growing on me for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's really growing on me. Um, I have to say, and part of that's due to the way these two interact. Um, I mean, these two actors have great chemistry, um, as well, which is something you wouldn't necessarily think the same way. Maybe you wouldn't necessarily think a president and a 22 year old intern would have great chemistry, but they do like, I'm completely in to this relationship. You know, it's just like, just the way they look at each other and the little smiles and I don't know, I'm very engaged in it. I'm just like, Oh, you know, there's something very romantic about it. Um, as unromantic as it later became, um, which is sad. in in another way, I mean, the whole thing's kind of sad, uh, star cross lovers in the lighthouse. Now I, the question I have not being entirely familiar with every interaction they had and the, and the sexual escapades of it all, but we didn't see any, we didn't see anything other than kissing. Right. Right. We haven't seen any sexual escapades at this 
point, and we know of at least a few. Um, So did it happen? Does it happen after? Did it not happen at that point? Had they only made out? That's um, um, are they? That's why I'm looking at it. I want to remind again that we're looking at from her perspective, right? Like, we're are we going to see it? Are we going to see a different? Do they even take the chance of showing his? I I don't know if they're going to do something like that. Yeah, you know, I don't know either. I mean, right now it seems to be very focused on their relationship. And while it was a really long time ago, I read her book um, about it. I remember it being more about the personal relationship they had and the romantic relationship versus the sex sex acts, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, you so know. often that's like humanity, right? Like in every situation, mm-hmm. people tend to highlight that. And obviously that's going to become, I, I think it, it, it shows an interesting writing framing perspective to so early frame it like this and not salaciously, you know, because even the sexual innuendo and like showing the underwear and everything that is hot and cute. It's not like that it's not nasty or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's cute and it's, you know, it is hot too, but it's not totally crazy. And so so the other stuff, obviously people concentrated on those aspects that were salacious that set the headlines. Well, well, yeah. And you kind of, you know, you kind of hear about him that he like bangs all these women, um, you know, that he's a dog, but they never had, sexual intercourse in the traditional manner, um, at least to both of their admissions, right? It was, it was I've always wondered about that. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mean, know. Once you reach past a certain age, that's just natural, you know, you know? It is. It is. And that's what kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, was she that special that he, he never actually, you know, they never actually completely had sex, sex. Um, you know, that's kind of the huge question mark because I would think that as, you know, as a young woman, I don't know, it's, it's a little confusing because I would think like they'd be just be banging everywhere left and right every chance they get. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Um, that's what I mean. Like you show the, it it just seems as though it would be a natural thing. We do have, like you said, where he said to her, like, you're so special that I'm scared. And I don't want to get addicted to you. Yes. And definitely if I could see Though, again, this is not something, you know, I think it would be a little hard to explain this on Fox News, that you could be the type of guy who is just straight banging, like, all over the place, but you really have such strong emotions for this woman, you you can do that with other women, but with her... It's like if he feels like, hey, if we go there, I'm not going to be able to stop. I know myself. Mm. Like this addiction I have is going to become focused solely on you. Well, and maybe, you know, that would have been something she was so tempting that, I mean, that could completely end his marriage, right? Yeah. Um, Also, though, there is a fun part of it, too. Like, let's not do it, you know? 
Yeah, because it's it's the the anticipation yeah, is so exactly. hot and fun yeah. and yeah. everything else. Um, yeah. All right, a lot yeah. of sex talk today on the podcast. Well, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of why we're here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, it's why this whole thing happened. Um, Staying on a dress. Yeah, that's true. Which may or may not have made an appearance in this episode. Yes. I didn't know if the dress she was wearing when he takes her back after the radio address was the famous blue gap dress or not. Um, I think it was blue. I, I don't really remember, but, um, it was, a, it was, if I remember correctly, it was a lighter blue. But perhaps it was maybe a brighter blue. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It could yes. have, it could have been, but there, it was definitely there for a reason, right? Like she walks in with the bags. We see the gap, right? Like we do. We're gonna try on a dress. I mean, I think that that's going. It, that was either a, just a clever way of foreshadowing it. Something we know is gonna happen. Yeah. Or yeah. that was the dress, and we're gonna see later. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's talk a little bit about Linda. We definitely had more of a focus of Monica and Bill in this episode, but we still got some great stuff. And I just have to say, pick up your damn phone, Linda. Pick up your phone. They could have, I think that they could, they could really branch this out to like a 15 minute webisode where those two were oh just complaining gosh. about each other. Yes. It's brilliant. So the snapple on my desk and now it's moist and I can't set down my papers. She, she was like, it's more than moist. I know. It's, it's like, oh, oh it's so gosh. Silly. It's too. so silly. Um, yeah. This is all just leading up to the further. We, we, we do get a little bit more uh, of the same with Linda the making, you know, the waiting for the food yeah. in the microwave, the eating in front of the TV and what she's watching. We do get to meet her daughter very briefly coming down the stairs mm -hmm. and they kind of yell at each other and she just ignores her mom while she eats by herself, which is very sad, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing that, that kind of perplexed me when it came to the Linda and Monica scenes and mostly what it is is as i mentioned earlier where it's her kind of giving her advice on how to get bill back in and she admits Ooh. it's the president of the united states mm -hmm. to her yeah i thought last episode that she knew that she she the book deal I, was in but it, i think she suspected okay but i don't think she knew a hundred percent i was giving her too much credit last episode perhaps and I, I'm not quite sure that I don't know at what point she really gets the idea to stick it to the Clintons and get this dress and use this information for her own benefit, but also, I guess, to get some sort of revenge or attention or whatever, you know. I mean her motives just seem to be so bizarre because I do think she's hurt. She got kicked out of the white house and no one wanted her there anymore. Um, she seems to have a huge disdain for Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. as well. There was a part of 
this where she's watching the inauguration and watching Bill and Hillary dance where she's so tuned into him and they're playing the unforgettable and it's like glamour shots of Bill and it's almost like he's looking right at Linda Tripp through the camera and I'm like is she starting to develop a crush on him like is he that much of I mean he is that much of a panty dropper like we've heard him speak like after Obama's uh, the convention where Obama was up for re-election, he gave the speech and like half the people I know were like, wait a minute, who's running for president? Is it Bill Clinton? Like I'm lost <laughs> because he was so engaging and, mm. and drew me in. But it almost felt like Linda Tripp was falling for him in that weird moment. And I just, I don't know. It's so bizarre to figure out like what her true motivations really it really are. And, you know, in the end, she's just doing it all. She's screwing over Monica, who's probably her only friend at this point, which is even more sad. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, she's just bored and unhappy. And so she's just going to, like, be a wrecking ball through everyone's life. That's kind of how it feels. I am feeling the same way, Gina. I don't know. I thought last episode, okay, she knew the plan from the beginning. She wanted to get a book deal. She's looking, she has, she knows of one person who uh, has fooled around with him, who turned it out, who turned out to be, um, I didn't even realize that that was Kathleen Willie. <laughs> last episode. Didn't yeah. even realize. And we were saying there's so many of them. We'll probably remember the name. And it, of course we do. But I didn't even realize that was her. That's kind of funny. Um, I remember that actress was first, I think, on ER, right? Didn't she make a... Yes. Yeah. Yes, she was. Yep. She she played a very mentally disturbed... Um, oh, wait, no. Not on ER. Um, no, no. Oh, Grey, no Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. And I know then you love Grace. She was then she was Mama Vampire in the Twilight series. Yes. True. Mm -hmm. She has such an interesting face. Yes. Oh, and she was in Haunting of Hill House, too. Yep. Yeah, I love her face. She's just so like every time you see her, you're like, oh, that's her. <laughs> yeah. It's very distinct. Come up with her name off the top of my head, but she's very memorable. Yeah. yeah she's a yeah, very good actress. Um, but uh what was I saying? Oh, um, it seemed like, okay, she knew Kathleen Willis. She gets the idea. Now she's get, now she's sinking her teeth into Monica. But that's, you're right. I don't think she really has a purpose. I think she is just basically like just a shit, just a, a shitster. Yeah. She's just fucking whatever she gets involved in. She finds a way to fucking turn it bad. And she is because she's sitting there and she's making up a spreadsheet of their interactions. And yes. I'm thinking, is she doing this for the book? But does she not even know she's doing like that's what I'm well, trying to figure out is, is she so just messed up that? Well, she, yeah, I mean, it's so weird. It, it's it's really strange because she's kind of starts manipulating Monica, from the minute she yep. knows it's the president, like Monica's like, it's over. You know, I think that girl just went and went on her merry way and never bothered with him again if it hadn't been for Linda Tripp, where she's like, no, you're special. He sent you away. You can't give mm -hmm. up on this. Like, what? that's weird encouragement. I'm sorry. But it's connected in some way mm. when she said to 
she said, you knew Linda. How did you know? And she goes, I'm special. I have a talent. People just don't know it. So is it like in some strange way, was she trying to help her? Was she trying to say, I see the specialness that Bill sees too. And in your relationship, like you're right, there was, but it also seems like she's the type where there is no thin line between love and hate. It is totally mixed. She just, she hates what she loves. She will destroy what she loves. She'll covet it. She'll protect it, but she'll also destroy it. She just fucked up. Yeah. And it's almost like she, part of her wants to live vicariously through Monica in this experience. And then yet when she tells her about going back to the radio address, she almost kind of like blows her off. And it's like, well, are you jealous? It's not actually you that he would never give you the time of day. Like she, she makes that comment last episode, like, oh yes, Hillary didn't want me anywhere near the West wing. Cause I was much thinner and more attractive. And I was just like, really? Are you sure lady? Like, is that really it? Yeah. Maybe he, it's, <laughs> it's, just it's weird. a head case. It's really, yeah, she's uh, a head case. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see if they give us a distinct moment, was it when she was watching that did something click? Is that why we're there with her? Right. When you were seeing that, that she's kind of falling for him, but does that, the, the seeing his attraction lead her to think he's like so many other men and I'm going to get him, you know, I just want to see if there's going to be a distinct moment yeah. Um, and perhaps it, that'll be when she's approached by the people we'll see, we're seeing in kind of the B story. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, we've heard he like she's already thrown her bone out there to um, Isakoff. Right. Um, yep. Michael Isakoff, who's on the jokingly sex beat at Newsweek investigating Paula Jones. Um, and she's like, oh, Paula Jones. That's not that's not the real story. You, you know, you're you're a far cry away from what the real story is and just kind of turns away. It's like, yeah, that's, a, that's like a power but play. It's it's but wasn't that like your it was just a pure power play. She wasn't trying to tell him about Monica or else she could have just turned around and said, oh. hey, you know, or, or was she just doing what she does? trying to say to another person in DC, I have more info than you. I'm more yes, powerful it's, it's than you. Po- it's a power play. It's her head case power play yeah. thing. It's yeah, really... she could have spilled it all right yep. then and been like, here, here's this girl. She's, you know, with the president. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. I can get you a dress. You know? give, me a, give me a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk a little yeah. bit about Paula Jones and Susie oh. Carpenter Millen and Coulter. Um, Yeah. This whole situation is interesting because I thought that we would have seen the, the way that um, McMillan is introduced when they walk into the big lawyer meeting, the lawyers that had already been supplied by Coulter, right. And Mm -hmm. her crew. Yeah. That's when we, have an introduction to her, which I think is good. I thought we might get more of an introduction when her and Paula Jones actually meet. Um, but they just kind of give us a brief 
download of how they met and that, you know, yeah. she's a conservative feminist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's, there's no reason a woman can't look good and still have the power of a man. Um, yeah. But this whole thing is just Paula Jones kind of being freaking manipulated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on she's, a wave. Yeah. Yeah, you know. she's she's now being man- manipulated by uh, by an older woman as well, um, you know. And I just feel she's such a little lamb. I mean, she's just so naive. Her little acid wash. She's never been in a Nordstrom's before. Yeah. And you know, there's part of it like she knows she's, you know, Susie says, "Oh yeah, she's like dumber than a box, dumb as a rock." Um, you know. I don't necessarily know if that's true, but I think she's kind of unsophisticated and has been sheltered if she was like a member of the church of Nazarene. And, you know, she says, I just don't know if I can be all classy like you are to to Susie, which I, and she said it so sincerely. I'm like, this is a person that knows she's out of her element. Definitely. You know, she's not that, she's not that dumb. Um, She's not even trying to act. No, you know, like the yeah. boyfriend is trying to act like he knows yeah. everything and oh, he's in control. But um, she's not even trying to act. No. Um, and and she says to Susie at one point after Susie's like, oh, you're great. You're fabulous. And she's like, I don't think anyone's ever looked at me and said I was great before. And you're just like, uh, you know, it's like she's just getting. She's so sincere and needs a good mentor and she's getting these crappy women you know this <laughs> ann coulter and Susie carpenter mcmillan are just like throwing her to the wolves and insulting her behind her back at the same time it's just really sad yeah i do have to yeah. say um seeing judith light and as soon as she came on the screen i was like okay i gotta look at her like she's linda tripp and see and i think you're totally right she would have been they could have either of them could have switched yes. these roles yeah totally and, yeah it would have been perfect yeah. i mean and it's but she does a fantastic job just i mean just the verbiage alone that she is using to try to explain herself brings me back to the 90s in so many ways and all these this conservative feminism and blah 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 and Ugh. all and then Coulter, the scenes with Coulter. Oh God. Oh my gosh. She, oh. I hate her too. She's oh always been, a, she like Linda Tripp always seems to have been an absolutely horrible person. Even when she was much younger. I mean, I don't know how old she is now. Let's like look this up, but she had to have been pretty young at this point. Yeah. Um, and she's basically trying to get the president impeached, which is funny for a variety of reasons. Um, She's 59 now. So she was, is that right? She's 59. So 30 years ago. So she was 29 when she was doing all this crap. Yep. Yep. You got it. I mean, the thing about it is, and one of the reasons why I hate Ann Coulter is because she does have a great personality. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but she's engaging. And even the weird way she talks, where she's like, okay, now come on. It's just, she's strange. She's something to behold. She's tall too and like kind of gawky and weird. It's just, I mean, she's like, 
unconventionally attractive in so, you know like was she the one that had a lot of plastic surgery though like she used to not oh. there, there was one big blonde commentator person that oh used to no, not be very that, no, and then, no that was um i know who you're talking about okay. and that was sad too because she kind of got yeah I, I it wasn't her i don't think i don't know that coulters had any work i mean they probably all had like yeah, know, some shots so, here and there, but so here's a here's an update on Ann Coulter's age. There seems to be a bit of a discrepancy. Um, <laughs> Shocking. Well, on her Wikipedia, it has her listed as being born in 1961 or 1963. Okay, that yeah. seems to be a question. Or 1970. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. like I think um, I she's like a female Roger Stone, you know. She's just mm. there to cause shit. She and and I and it's interesting too because that's she's kind of famous for saying, "I'm a conservative, you're a republic. I'm not a republican. Right. I'm, she I'm not says nice. That. Yeah. You're nice. That's yeah. how you ended up with Dole. Ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, just she's always. She's just. She's like, what's wrong with Dole? He yeah. lost. <laughs> exactly. She's it's like Trump shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's yes. total she, Trump oh, shit. Oh, God. I mean, she she said that, you know, the idiotic females in the U.S. couldn't re- wait to reelect their fat boyfriend, yeah. Bill Clinton. I'm just like, honey, your fat boyfriend's Donald Trump. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> but then, you know, just recently I was reading how she was saying how. Um, you know, Biden has the balls that Trump never grew. He got us out of Afghanistan and like, she's just crazy. <laughs> she is kind of all over the place. Yeah. There were times that she took issue with, with yeah. Donald Trump yeah. when he was in office as well. But you know, it's, she's just kind of like, it's my way or the highway. It's <laughs> it about the game. Like a, yeah. And that's what yeah. we're seeing here, right? It's about the game where they, this is not about, an affair. This is not about an intern. It's not about Monica Lewinsky or Paula Jones or Bill Clinton. Or it, it's about people trying to take power from other people. And yeah, yeah. Ann Coulter is a perfect example of a person who is completely like a Roger Stone out about her attempts to destroy people and you know, and always plays that it's always about hypocrisy. I just hate hypocrites, but yet who is she, right? There is no line for her because she is P.T. Barnum, right? She's just the head of the circus. Oh, I'm outside of it all. Yeah. But they do a great job of showing it. Yeah. And and when she's talking to those guys, you're right. It's not about the fact he's having an affair or anything else. Like, what she wants to know is why the president's penis is so weird. You know, yep. I mean, she's she's not even like a, you know, uh, she she's she's she says she's a conservative, but she's not a conservative either. You know, no, no true conservative would have woman would have that fall out of their mouth. No, I think um, I think what she is above all else is a capitalist and a person who wants attention. You know, and power yep. like Linda Tripp. Money, They're power, actually... and attention. Yep. Yeah. And we oh, will see as, as we, uh, as we progress when these two meet and when the melding of the minds occurs, because the name of this series, I keep on reminding myself is not American crime story 
a presidential affair, it's impeachment. So we're we're seeing this ground being laid, the groundwork being laid, and we're going to get more and more into the political and the, you know, I think people like Coulter and the other people will take more of a starring role um, in kind of seeing what's what's going to happen through the actual impeachment itself. Yeah. Well, and, and it's also, you know, the crime. Is it really the fact that Bill Clinton ended up lying about his relationship with Monica Lewinsky under oath? Or is it that there was this group of people trying to set him up to, like, get impeached the whole time anyway? Because, you know, um, you know, as you said, a lot of people have hang ups about sex, uh, not Jewish girls. But um, <laughs> but, you know, it's true in this country, like, you know, the affair is, is scandalous. Course. You know, yeah. people having sex is, is scandalous when you know what, who you have sex with and how you do it has nothing to do with how well you do your job. Not at all. Um, you know, and it's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, it, it, um, well, because yeah. in many ways, right, Gina, I think that Linda Tripp and Coulter, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, in it, the characters are stand-ins for us, our desires, right? Our wants, our own seeking of approval or power in our own lives. And it, it is those people, if you're getting some and you're happy, you don't care that the president, did, right? It's, yeah. it's your own inadequacies. Mm -hmm. Why does he get to do that? Why does he get well, to have all the girls and the power? You know, it's like the incel thing, right? Where like some morons mm -hmm. are like, the government should institute that women should have sex with nerd men. No. <laughs> you well, don't get it. Yeah. That's your problem. It's all, it is. You, you know, you're right. It's all about what people aren't getting that they feel like yeah. they deserve or are entitled to. And exactly. it, it goes beyond sex. I mean, that's basically the whole you know, why we were having a, a, a attempted recall in California yesterday, which failed. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that was what a wait, what an absolute waste of time and money. And if anything, oh. it's going to get, it, I hear that it's getting people on a wave to recall the recall. What do you mean? They want to recall the idea that you can recall a governor within a certain, like you have to give him his first term. Oh, interesting. I mean, I've heard there are definitely things they're trying to change, like or, or the fact that you eat, the fact that you vote to recall him, and then you have a separate election where either right. okay, right. if he's recalled, yeah. then he has to run again, type of exactly. thing, versus this whole crazy thing we did where Weird. it's like a crapshoot, like ooh, let's see who's going to get it. But I think the thing that's hilarious about this is supposedly people voted to keep him at greater margins than they elected him the last time. <laughs> so it's like he actually gained, he's, he's stronger yeah. <laughs> as a result of this. See? See? Um, uh, it's like the force, okay. your hatred will make me more powerful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I listened to Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography, um, autobiography, and which is fantastic. And he is totally upfront that he was like sitting at home 
And he was thinking about, eh, maybe one day I'll run for governor. And someone called, hey, we're going to recall. <laughs> he was like, okay, uh-huh. I'll run. And it was like, he's, he, he's like saying in the book, I thought it was crazy. Why would you do this? But the chance was there. I had to take it. Um, yeah. So it's like he was honest about it. That's how he became governor, right? Yes. And he also, you know what one of his main platforms was? That he was an immigrant. Yeah. Immigration. Yeah. I'm an immigrant and I'm, you know, and, and all sorts of Republicans voted for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, times you know, I well, know certain, he's a certain kind of immigrant. That's more acceptable. That's true. But that yes, was actually, is. that's why I really enjoyed that. Um, his autobiography, because he talks a lot about his whole life and he's very honest about his faults and his, especially the scandal he had with uh, having a child yeah. uh, out of his marriage. And he's totally honest about everything. And this is something that I, when you were talking about if this whole thing is really about trying to catch Bill Clinton lying, which Ann Coulter says here too, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. catch him lying. It's like what I always say to my son and it is so true in life. It's not the crime. It's the cover up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you do yeah. something wrong and you admit to it and we see it now where people do something, they come out like five minutes later on Twitter. I did it. <laughs> right. It was me. I'm sorry. I love you all. Yeah. And everyone's like, OK, back to yeah. business. You know, it's it, when you give someone something to fight about and it makes you think and we'll talk about it as as time goes on. And I'm, I wonder if they're going to in some way pose this if Bill Clinton had just come out and said, yeah, I did it. I did it. It happened. Mm. And her name's Monica Lewinsky and she's a great woman. And I, you know, it's none of your business. Yeah. It's between me and Monica and my wife and you all are a bunch of crazy people. Like get out of my life. Like um, if he had stood up like that, but you know, I mean, there's other factors involved of course, but are there really, you know, when it comes to just telling the truth, You know, well, I guess we'll see as time goes on. I know, because you know who we really have not seen outside glimpses yet at this point is Hillary. Yeah, yep. And that's going to be, you know, I want to hear her side of this. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) You don't get Edie Falco to play her if you're not going to have some scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I read Hillary's book too. And I like, she pretty much glossed over this as does, as Bill did when he wrote his book, glossed over the Monica Lewinsky stuff. And I'm sure that has to do with some agreement they have with each other, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. it just seems like, you know, I don't know. You hear things about people throwing lamps and yeah. In, in in the White House bedroom. Well, and it, it plays into the idea that it was an affair of the heart, right? Like, yeah. to not talk yeah. about it for so long means it hurt, right? And it doesn't, that's what hurts. Um, I did yeah. want to clear up something yeah. before we go. Last week, we were talking about did, was there a fat? suit or a big suit yeah she didn't wear a fat suit she did gain weight for it there was some statement i heard i read though maybe she just said i would never wear a fat suit but i thought it was and she'd never wear a fat suit well see here i was gonna say that we were both right because what now was what i 
what my wife did a little more research while we were, before we were watching, or maybe it was on a pause, um, where it was a bit of both. She gained 30 pounds, but she they did augment it okay. <clears throat> with some prosthetics. So Yeah. I to- okay, because I'm seeing this. Sarah Paulson regrets wearing fat suit after Linda Tripp. <clears throat> Either way, it looks great. I mean, I don't. She looks fine. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I mean, they did. So I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, it's not over exaggerated. No, no. Um, she looks. I mean, everybody in this show is great. I mean, yeah, just a shout out to all the. Yeah, it's gonna. Oh man, I can't wait to see. Yeah, Edie Falco is gonna have some bill. You know, remember oh. when she used to yell at Tony for cheating on her. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the um, best. This actually says, while Paulson's once planned to gain weight for the role and forgo a fat suit, she changed course ahead of production or a fat suit. Oh, okay. It seems, it seems to be kind of mixed. But then I heard she gained weight, too. Yeah. So I don't, maybe it's a little bow. Well, you yeah. know what? I guess they're going to have to do an American crime story. Did she wear a fat suit Did she suit wear a fat not? suit? <laughs> <laughs> American horror crime story. Did she wear a fat suit? All right. Let's uh, let's um, wrap it up here. Do you have a beret rating? Yes, I give this beginning. five. I give this five berets. Okay, totally. Okay, I was because I was so smitten with Bill and Monica yeah. being smitten with each other. It's just like I don't, I don't know. Like if this had just been a fictional romantic movie, I would have been like, oh, this is the best chick flick ever. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm going to give it five cigars on my end. And uh, I think this this show, hey, you know, I don't know what those reviews were in the beginning where people, I don't know what people were expecting or they wanted well, it to be more salacious or less or, uh, but I think that I am every, there's nothing boring. There's no time when they go to a certain character and I'm like, oh, okay, this is right. boring. I'm really every scene i'm like what's happening where are we going so i'm well, loving it I'm and these it. episodes are are an hour and a half as well yeah you know with yeah. the commercials so it's it's longer than normal you know it makes me wonder about those bad reviews um i don't know you know the clintons have a lot of connections and mm. are well respected by a lot of people and True. and i know that when john travolta um, went to do primary colors. Yeah. Um, I know for sure that Billy Bob Thornton called Bill Clinton and said, "Do you have a problem with me playing this role in this movie?" Travolta might have done it too, but they like checked in to get approval, basically, from a personal standpoint. And so it makes me wonder if if these reviewers that panned it have some type of personal connections with the Clintons in some way or want to be stay in their good graces, things like that. Um, it wouldn't mm. surprise me. Or, because I, yeah. Yeah. or it's just an overall like, Hey, Biden's in office. Let's be, let's be nice to the Democrats after what we went through for the last five years. <laughs> like, you Maybe. know, like, let's not be so negative on, on Clinton. All right. Let's, we're trying to rehab this image here. Well, but, I also uh, think that people see him in a much different light after yeah. the Me Too movement as Definitely. well. And I think that's something else. It's like kind of bringing that up again, even though 
this is not that. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so there's a yeah. lot of reasons. Either way, yeah. I'm loving it. You're loving it. I hope everyone is enjoying listening to us. Like I said, we do have a separate feed. You can go out and give us a review, share it with people, whatever you want to do. It's out there. Send us an email, dvrpodcast at gmail.com. I think next week we're going to try to have Jenny come on with us. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, let's see, we talked to a couple other people too. Let's have some guests as we move forth because it's good to get other people's recollections and opinions and yours as well too. So yeah, hit us up on the Facebook page or hit us up on uh, on the uh, old uh, Twitter or whatever. Let's see, did we get any? I don't know if we had any... Uh, uh, any feedback? Any? Yeah, I don't know right if, we, if we had anybody comment. I was uh, saying, oh, let's see. No, that was just Andy gave you a thumbs up for your post. Oh. But uh, all right, there you go, people. Okay. A thumbs up. We got it. All right, take care, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace out.